to the UIAAA Connection podcast. GoFan and VNN are proud to be the exclusive sponsor of the UIAAA Connection. Now a combined company, GoFan and VNN provide a seamless integration for digital ticketing and athletic websites. Direct your fans to one place for all your athletic events, communications, and tickets to home and away games. Thank you to GoFan and VNN for their exclusive sponsorship of the UIAAA Connection. Welcome back to another edition of the UIAAA Connection. I'm your host, Mark Hutch Hunter. We have today as our special guest, Terry Davis from the Utah State Board of Education, who serves as a physical agent physical education specialist and curriculum content specialist. Welcome to the podcast, Terry. Hey, thanks for having me. Let's have you begin by sharing with our international audience where you grew up, where you went to college, your first job, some of your background. So I grew up in Utah, up in Orem, Utah. Um, I was a lucky a girl to be able to grow up with four boys. So I had to try to keep up with them. Um, I was a kind of child that loved to be outside and do all things outside because when we were outside, we didn't have to do chores. And mm -hmm. so we would go a long ways away from the house just for that reason. So we rode bikes and we ran and we played um, in the orchards. Um, my first job, uh, I completed my education through Brigham Young University, and I was one of those students that had to finish by doing snail mail back and forth packets to complete my uh, wow. my bachelor's degree. And so I sent packets back and forth to BYU um, and finally finished uh, with having three kids and mailing packets back and forth um, and then landed my first job. We lived in Washington, the state, and uh, I landed a job at a middle school um, for my first job. And then after a little while, uh, I was offered the opportunity to work with my kids in their school district. So I moved over to teaching elementary PE. Um, so I did that for about five years. And then we moved to Utah and I got the opportunity to, uh, to teach adapted PE. So that was a different niche than what I expected when I was going to school thinking I wanted to coach high school sports and teach in a high school or middle school, um, I got the opportunity to work with students with disabilities. So I was able to do that. And I worked for Alpine School District for roughly 13 years um, or 12 years. And then I went to back to Washington and uh, was an administrator at an alternative junior high high school. And I got to work in that position for a short time. And then we decided that our kids were here in Utah and we wanted to come back to Utah. So we came back to Utah and I started working again at Provo School District in adapted PE and worked there for a bit. 
But before I started my career, I coached for a while and I ended up coaching uh, high school volleyball. And previous to leaving Utah, when I was in my college years, I was able to coach track, basketball, and volleyball. And I um, also uh, um, officiated basketball, volleyball, and uh, softball. And so I was able to do that. So I have a little bit of officiating experience, um, about three years of officiating experience in high school sports and coaching also. So when I wasn't coaching, I was officiating. And that was a great opportunity to see all sides of the game. Well, let me ask you then, what school, if I heard you right, you were coaching high school volleyball here in Utah. What school did you coach? I coached uh, high school volleyball in Washington at oh, Lake okay. Stevens High School. So while I was up there. And the, so then you coached track, basketball, and volleyball up there also. I coached here um, a little bit of those sports. And I coached at the middle school level. I coached at Lake Ridge Junior High in Alpine School District. That's in Orem, correct? Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. Well, I'm okay. All right. So you do have a little bit of background uh, in coaching and officiating. Tell me, mm -hmm. tell me how, how long it's been since you officiated and tell me uh, how many parents yelled at you from this sideline. I, I have to laugh because in my, in my senior year of high school, my dad, um, kind of nudged me in the way of officiating. He was really my mentor um, from the beginning when it came to sports because he played sports in high school and college and also in the minor leagues. And he officiated back in the day with Jim Gilbert. I don't know if people remember who Jim Gilbert is. I, I officiated basketball with Jim Gilbert years and years ago. So my dad, oh yeah. So my dad officiated back in those days. Um, and then he got me into officiating. So I was able to meet Jim and he was, Jim Gilbert was my mentor when I first started into officiating when I was a senior in high school. So my first year of officiating, it's really a fun story. I was able to officiate my own high school basketball team, girls basketball playing. So that was Mountain View playing against Orem High School. Oh, and that was, our, yep, it was a very memorable game. And Jim Gilbert was there. I remember sitting in the stands with a couple of other um, officiating folks to observe me. And they said I did an outstanding job in a really tough game. And so it made me feel confident that I could be a good official. And so I went on to officiate basketball and volleyball for about three years and really enjoyed it. I got to do um, a couple of other memorable games. One was a 
uh, Pleasant Grove versus American Fork. That was a rival game. Yes. And it was a men's game. And the other official didn't show up. So here I am, a really short woman officiating a men's basketball game. And so that was really exciting. And exciting to say the least. I I can't imagine. So y'all, you obviously just went with the one person official. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And how vocal were the coaches from each side during that game? The coaches offered to help me officiate, but I didn't think that was <laughs> such a good idea. <laughs> yes, yes. They always offer to officiate and, and they're close to point out where you can improve. You mentioned uh, one of your mentors, Jim Gilbert. So let's talk about some of the other mentors you had in your life, parents, coaches, bosses, teachers that have made an impact on you. My dad was a really big impact on me, as I referred to before. Um, he was into sports. Uh, he also loved some people that lived very close to me. I was lucky to have Elaine Michaelis that coached BYU volleyball. She lived about a block away from where I was growing up. And I also had um, other BYU coaches that lived close to me and that were in my religious organization that really encouraged me and saw potential in me to be able to uh, do some fun things in the realm of sports. Um, I was able to, from the age of about 10 up through high school, I was able to help with BYU volleyball. I first started as a ball girl, you know, help feeding balls to whoever was serving whichever team was serving the ball and making sure there was balls available. And then as I got into college and into the PE program, I helped with BYU volleyball with their um, statistics. So I was on their st statistics crew, collecting statistics for them, um, for their players and to help the coaches with in that um, uh, facilitating that, that job. And that was a really interesting job that helped me learn how important data was in all things of sports. So um, that was great. And also, even those folks that were mentors for me, um, as far as sports goes, they were really mentors for me in life. You know, they taught me a lot about service to others and how important it was to um, be honest and be a good citizen and all of those types of things. So it wasn't just um, an influence in sports, but what kind of ethics do you have and um, what values do you have? So as a person, they really were a great uh, mentor for me. Thank you for sharing that. Let me ask you a little bit of a personal question here, Terry. What is your biggest failure or disappointment in life and what did you learn from it? Oh, you know, one of my biggest failures, I have to say, was one of my volleyball seasons that I had. I um, pondered on this question a little bit and, you know, it's very much fun to, to win games and it's awesome to win 
But when you have a losing season, it really tests your grit on um, what is important and what are you going to teach players and, and those who work with you. And really the things that I learned was sports isn't all about winning and losing per se, but I think it's the, the lessons learned from sports and the people who learn those lessons around you and what kind of uh, lessons that you teach that are of greatest impact. The interesting thing was that I learned was um, it was, it's been about 30 years, oh, I'd say 25 years since that season. And I ran into one of the players from that team and they remembered not really how many games we won and lost. I mean, I have that in my mind, but the player came to me and said that I was such a great example to them and the values that I taught and the things that were important, that that is what helped them to become a hardworking, good citizen that actually came back to contribute to the school of where um, I coached, but also came back as a counselor at that school to be able to help other students and she decided that she wanted to coach and really help teach life lessons to those students um, like I did. So that was an awesome uh, experience running into one of my players about 25 years later. So, and I just thought, oh my gosh, I just, it was such a long, arduous season and it was so difficult to keep a positive attitude, but I think that's one of those real tough life lessons that, you know, you learn as a coach, but also, you know, as, as people that everything is not going to go your way. Exactly. And thank you for your perspective on that issue, because that in a nutshell is the difference between interscholastic athletics and let's say the professional level where it's what have you done for me today and how much are we paying you and how much under the salary cap and 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 we get lost in that and so i i think your perspective gives us hope that we can keep interscholastic athletics the way it is how did you get from your high school involvement from your years of coaching and doing the other things you previously described and now you work at the state office how does that come about you know that's a funny question because i ask myself that every day of how did this happen? <laughs> you know, sometimes you feel like heaven is really looking down on you um, and really helping you. But the other thing is, is sometimes I think that you end up in places where you're needed the most at the specific timing. Um, and it's funny that I wasn't really looking for this job. And I was... Um, I was teaching adapted PE at the time, and I was trying new innovative things in adapted PE and pushing some pushing some some boundaries of what I would say that we've 
typically taught things the way we've always taught things, and maybe it was time for a change. And so I was changing some things up in Provo School District um, as far as teaching adapted PE. And then I ended up having um, a friend let me know that the job was open for the State Board of Education. And I um, had taught summer classes for the State Board and I'd worked on some projects uh, for the State Board of Education in the aspect of uh, helping write the micro-credentials and some other things. And I thought I should apply, but it's funny, my husband thought that he um, didn't think I had a chance at getting this job because I was in the small niche of teaching adapted PE. And I didn't have a, a real in-depth experience of years of coaching or years of athletics. Um, but I had had, I guess, enough experience with athletics from different viewpoints of officiating and teaching general education PE, but also teaching adapted PE and understanding the law behind adapted PE and it and the law IDEA IDEA is um, for Individuals with Disabilities Act. Um, understanding that law in depth is really important, I guess, to the direction of uh, where the state board is going. But I am super excited to be here and I see some great things in the future, some great changes that uh, we might wanna think about. And I am super excited to be able to collaborate with the UIAAA and also Utah High School um, Activities Association to create some great partnerships. That's great. And thanks for the segue into my next question. So our listeners may be thinking it's great to have Terry on. She's got some background in coaching and athletics. She's a PE specialist, which some people can see the connection because a lot of our coaches come from there and a lot of AADs come from there, but a curriculum uh, content specialist so how does the curriculum content specialist for the state of Utah in the Board of Education get hooked up with the UIAAA? And this will give you a chance to talk about some of the things that we have done and some of the things that we're working on that we may be able to accomplish, including Weber State and Slick. So I'll turn the time over to you for a lengthy answer. Well, the curriculum content specialist, that is the second side of my job. So I have two parts. The first part is PE specialist and doing a lot of things with PE and athletics. The curriculum content specialist side of my job has to do with the things that publishers are sending in to the state. So the textbooks and all of the all of the um, educational items, materials that come into the state. Well, taking a look at both of these two jobs, it gives me a great perspective on the UIAAA and the NIAAA about um, what it is, you know, and attending the conference at 
Orlando was a great opportunity for me to see the NIAAA and the UIAAA and the goals that they have and the view that they have, the perspective. The one great thing that I loved by going to the conference and the resounding theme to me was, is that, um, that everything around the National Interscholastic Athletic Association, Athletic Administration Association, is sometimes we forget about the I in that. And the, it, we're talking about interscholastic. So we're talking about the educational piece. So this is how PE and my curriculum stuff really fit together is because, um, and it has to do with the UI AAA and the NI AAA is it brings that edu educational piece in collaboration with athletics. Now, I think that is a really important piece because when I was at the conference, the resounding theme was education-based athletics. And so when we talk about education-based athletics, we're talking about school, scholastic, and education. And athletics is a piece of that. Um, and we see it even at the higher ed level. At higher ed, you have the education piece, but athletics, even at that level, is education-based. So I think when, when we take a, um, a big view of that and we think about that, we think about all the pieces of education-based athletics. So you think about athletics, the base of that um, would be the education Base. So what are we teaching? Because education is learning. What are we teaching our students? And so when we look at everything that has to do with athletics, you know, and the student athletes, and it was fun to see at the conference how they talked about student athletes. It wasn't just athletes, but we're talking about student athletes. So when we look at code from the Utah legislature, and we look at um, the policies from the Utah State Board, Board of Education, we have policies and code that relates to student athletes and how athletics should be administered and how that should be supported. So I really want to get down to this whole idea of um, that those who are coaching are actually the teaching and those who are playing the athletes, those are the ones who are the learners. And we take the, the educator or the teacher and we take the learner and we put those together. We really look at, um, what are we teaching our learners? So taking a big picture view of that, you know, I've been looking at UIAAA and how can education from the PE specialist point of view, how can we support the UIAAA and also the Utah High School Activities Association? 
because we want to be education-based. And so having that idea and understanding the code and the policy, we really need to have a good solid partnership in understanding what are we providing for students. Um, so when I'm looking at the student athletes, I consider the student athletes somewhat like our regular students, but we could consider them just like they have in other areas of education, they have what's called gifted and talented. Well, I consider some of our student athletes gifted and talented. And wouldn't you? So we have our, we have our student athletes that are gifted and talented in the athletic realm. And when we understand that, then we have our educator who is a coach. We have the educator or the athletic administrator who is ensuring that the things that are being taught to our gifted and talented physical students or our sports students, that we are ensuring that we're teaching them the right things. So this is why I see that UIAAA and also the Utah State Board of Education along with UHSAA needs to have a really great partnership to make sure that it is education-based sports and athletics. And we also ensure that we are teaching the students what they need to know to be life skills ready to go. You know, and sports may not last long for our kids, all of our kids that play in athletics, but for some of them, it will. But they also, as I look back to that um, player that I had on my team 25 years ago, what real life lessons did I teach her? And so this is understanding this big, large picture. Um, it makes me think about, okay, when we look at athletics, how is this? How does this roll out? And I'm excited to partner with UIAAA for the future. That's excellent. I love the way that you, excuse me, described the athletes as the learners, the coaches as the teachers, and I would add one step to that: the athletic administrator, the athletic director, is the coaches of the coaches. And so, I want you to speak for a minute. I I'm going to speak about last fall when we had our new AD workshop. We taught leadership training 501, 502, and 503, all NIAAA courses. And we made it possible to get Midas credit from the state. And that was a little bit of an undertaking. We're obviously working on that for our February courses. And then again, for our courses that we're going to offer at our state conference in April. But talk a little bit about uh the Midas in those courses, and then possibly about where we're looking with Slick, maybe to get some of these courses into their curriculum and up at Weber State to get that taken care of. So we have, you know, we want to ensure that our learners are getting what they need. So we have the requirement, the graduation requirement of individual lifetime activities. 
a lot of districts and schools, LEAs, give a credit for athletes to play on teams. What we want to ensure is that they're learning the standards. But then, you know, we have educators that go to conferences and they go to workshops to increase their professional learning. So we want to support the entire, the entire process. We don't want to just support the learners, but we want to support our educators too. In that support, we explored the idea of, you know, we have a lot of athletic directors that have gone and taken the courses on the national level, but they've also taken courses at the state level at the UIAAA conference. And with those professional learnings, I feel like it's really important that as far as education goes, that we support our educators in professional learning and we keep them up to date. So this is why we created the SLIC program and we partnershiped with SLIC to work on an associates for coaching, which would have those courses for certification, but also with Weber, they're they're, or they have created their new uh, master's program that is a coaching leadership that has the athletic administrator courses embedded in their master's degree. But we're also, for those who don't want to go those two routes, we're also giving a Midas credit. So we can support those who want to have um, continued professional learning, that they can have it, but also we want to support them if they're interested in a lane change, which would mean working towards a pay increase here in Utah. And I feel like that's important because those courses are really rigorous courses and they get um, athletic directors and coaches who take those courses, they get a transcript. So it's legitimate process. It's not just a thrown together thing. And those courses are for, you know, a certain amount of hours. So we're taking the courses, combining them so we can give Midas credit and we're happy to do that. Yes. And that's well said. Let me just add for those of our listeners that are not aware, the NIAAA is the only non-brick and mortar organization that is accredited by Cognia, which is the same group that accredits our high schools on a, on that cycle of, I assume it's still six years, maybe it's five now, but your high school where you teach has to go through accreditation every five or six years from Cognia, the same people that have, that have accredited the NIAAA program. So thank you so much for going into detail because that's one of the reasons we wanted to get you as a guest on the podcast, because we think this is really groundbreaking with the Utah group. And there are so many other states that are looking at us and to seeing how this goes to see if they can get something similar. But let me go back now. You've already mentioned about the theme, as you saw the recent conference in Orlando, the education-based athlete, which it always is at the forefront. But I want your, what was it like? I don't want to say what was it like as an outsider, but <laughs> because you're not an athletic administrator per se in a building, it's 
and you've been to multiple different conferences through the years, special ed, PE, all that kind of stuff. Probably some coaching ones too. I want to know what it was like for you as someone, this was your first conference. I'm not sure what you expected or what you didn't expect, but I'm, I'm interested in, in how you felt after attending that conference, because I think at least I'm hoping from my end, I kept telling you how the UIAAA works, how the NIAAA works. And you kept saying, yeah, I get it. But I wonder after attending that conference, if that really opened your eyes as to what it worked, because that's part of the reason we have a scholarship uh, for our ADs that we send at least a couple of year to go to the conference because once they go to that conference, they're a changed person as an administrator and they want to go back in it. And so anyway, the question then is what was it like attending your first conference in Orlando? And uh, besides the education-based athletics, which is very, very important, what did you learn? Who did you meet? Uh, what was it like? Was it like you expected? Did we prepare you enough? Did we not prepare you enough? I'll turn it over to you. <laughs> So I have to say, going to that conference in Orlando, I was really hoping for more sunshine, number one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we had a little bit of rain there. Most of the time it was rain, but we did get one day of sunshine. Um, but overall, uh, being a new person, maybe an outsider coming in, I wasn't quite sure what to expect or how to navigate the uh, the schedule. But as I prepared, you know, before I went, I, I navigated the um, app and it all became very simple and easy to use, which I really enjoyed the app because it helped keep the schedule in my mind. Um, the conference, was a great conference. I enjoyed it because not being that, you know, a current athletic director, but also being there from an administrative point of view, there was many workshops that I could attend that I didn't feel like I was missing out because I wasn't going to a certification class where I could get certified. But also even attending the workshops it was a very worthwhile conference, and I was impressed that it was very well organized and very inspiring. And when I say that, it was inspiring to know that, and I, I think I knew this already, but our administrators really give the programs their all, their blood, sweat, tears, and a lot of times money out of their own pocket to ensure that there are good programs, good running programs out there and that they're supporting coaches and trying to help ensure that programs in a school uh, or even on the district level run smoothly. Um, but also what I found um, important was that at the conference, they bring current information uh, to athletic directors. So they help athletic directors remain current in policy and law and those kinds of things to try to help keep their people safe. Um, 
I really enjoyed uh, many of the workshops. Oh, one of my favorite, just because it's a, an area that I feel like we could stretch a little bit better and do a better job in, in the state of Utah, is the unified sports area or the area where we include students with disabilities in opportunities in athletics. And when I say opportunities, it doesn't necessarily define that they have to be on a varsity team, but it defines the idea of everybody being involved in athletics. And there's something out there for everyone if they want to be involved. They don't have to, you know, we don't have to involve every single person in a cut sport. But there are sports where anybody can join because there are some sports that are no cut sports. And so to say that there is opportunity for everyone, it's very true that there is opportunity for everyone to be able to participate if they would like in interscholastic sports. And I loved the idea that with interscholastic sports, there's so many opportunities. You know, there's opportunities. Um, and before I had this narrow view of it's the ball sports, but there's much more than just ball sports that's available um, to our students here in Utah. Well said. Thank you so much for sharing that. I'll ask you one more question as a so-called outsider. I'm interested before I knew you well, so let's go back 18 months. What was your thoughts about what an AD does? And now that you've been to a national conference and now that you've begun to work with the UIAAA, what you think about athletic directors now? So the question is, what's one common myth about being an athletic director that you'd like to debunk in the public from a so-called outsider's point of view? So... I guess the one thing that um, I would like to debunk would be that uh, athletic directors can do it all. And the reason why is because as I look at interscholastic sports, there are so many moving parts. There's so much policy. There's, there's so much to be done with equipment and with uh, faculty and, you know, um, people that you have to work with, with parents, with students, with administrators, and with educators. It is a very large job. Um, before I thought, oh, they have their own little niche over there and, and maybe they might have their own secretary, maybe not. But a lot of times they're trying to row this large boat by themselves. And that's the part that I would like to debunk is because we need to support these folks. They have such a big job that if there's failures and there's only one of them, it's because they don't have enough support. I feel like they have enough training. They have the skills. But if if there are some failures going on, it's because they don't have the support that they really need. 
And thank you for that perspective. And thank you for uh, tooting the horn, so to speak, for our ADs, because we've been trying to get that message out for years and years. And we'll continue to do so. What's the favorite part of your job, Carrie? The favorite part of my job is I love to see people be successful. And it can be from the smallest thing, such as a student, maybe a student with a disability that can make a shot or that can dribble a ball and make it go, you know, hit the floor and come back up to seeing the success of a coach or a PE teacher get a state award or a national award. Um, I love seeing the success and growth that people can, can make. And that is one thing that I had asked Elaine Michaelis at BYU back in the day when I was a, a just coming out of college. Um, and she had spent all of these years coaching you know, the national championship team. I asked her what her favorite thing was. And she said she loved coaching. She loved teaching the regular student volleyball class because she could see more success with that than she could any other time. And um, as a new educator, I didn't understand that because I thought my passion was in coaching a successful team, maybe a state championship team or something like that. But the best part of my job now is seeing all of these little successes. It doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be a championship, a state championship, but seeing people understand and grasp ideas and work together. That's one of my favorite things about my job is being able to do that. And I even love seeing educators become and get their endorsements for PE because that means that they accomplish some classes and finish something great. So, yep, I love seeing success. Thank you. Let's finish up with a couple of questions. The first one being, I need two suggestions for a brand new athletic administrator in order for them to be successful. I need Terry's two suggestions. What would those be? Huh. Um. Two suggestions. Make sure, number one su suggestion is make sure your life will be easier as long as you fo follow law and policy. Um, and make sure you understand district policy, school policy, and law, because that will safeguard you in your position and in your job. Um, the second one is, hmm, I guess it would be to make sure that you hire quality people when you hire somebody and not just fill a coaching position because the person that you hire for a coaching job is the person that is educating our students. And when I mean educating, not just teaching the skill in a really great way so your team wins, but you're educating for a lifetime. And so to consider when you hire somebody, who do you want to educate 
those students for lifetime lessons. And so those are the two things that I am, I would suggest. Excellent suggestions. Thank you for those. We'll finish with this. Terry, what question should I have asked you that I failed to ask you? Uh, let's see. I'm thinking, um, the question is what, why am I in this and why do I keep getting up in the morning? I guess. <laughs> and so, so quickly tell our audience why you keep getting up in the morning. I keep getting up in the morning because of the people that I work with and the encouragement that they give me. You know, if I didn't get even encouragement for my position um, in, you know, Terry, uh, we really appreciate what you're doing. Um, a lot of times my phone calls have to do with negative things. And so the things that help me show up every day are the positive things that I see. And I think that would be important for athletic directors too, because, you know, it's kind of like the death crawl in that, in that movie, uh, trying to remember the name of the movie. Um, anyway, it's the, what can we do when we're given some tools? And the whole idea is, is can we inspire people? Can we make things better for people? And I think that thought and that attitude helps me get up every day, you know, of, how can I help others around me? And how can I make life better for people? Um, and actually seeing the results of, I can make life better for people and I can make life better for athletics. And uh, the, the, um, the career of PE teachers, and that is my goal is, is hopefully you can find enjoyment in what you're doing and hopefully I can facilitate some support to help make life better for those who are working in these areas. Very well said. Thank you for that. On that note, that brings to a conclusion another edition of the UI AAA Connection. Today, our special guest has been Terry Davis, the Curriculum Content Specialist for the Utah State Board of Education. Terry, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate that. For our listeners, we hope you tune in again next week for another edition of the UI AAA Connection. Mm -hmm.